0: Welcome to On The Prowl. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of On The Prowl. I'm Rob Roden. And I'm Remy Johnson. Thank you for listening to us today. Today on this episode, we have Blake Span with us. He is a college director of Area Young Life. Welcome to the show, Blake.
1: Glad to be here, fellas. It's been a lifelong dream to be on a podcast, so I'm excited to be with you guys today. Making dreams come true.
0: Well, Now you're getting the official on the proud feeling.
1: Call us Disney World, where dreams become reality. I love that. I love that. How are you guys doing? Pretty good, man. How about yourself? Doing well, doing well. So it's rainy, as you guys know. I'm I'm actually in Memphis for the for the viewers all, or the listeners all over the world. I'm just around the corner from where you guys are. So a little bit of a drizzly day, but uh, looks like it's going to stay that way for the weekend. So, but glad the glad the snow is gone and the and the sunlight has come back out.
2: That is
0: 100 percent true. I, I was started. so ready. For, yeah, I was so ready for that snow to be gone. The first day, you know, I, I had all the hype of yay snowstorm yay snow we haven't had it in a while and then like by the third day i was like man why can't you just go away
1: yeah our kids loved it obviously and uh that probably got me out in it more than i would have been um we did some sledding um among other things a snowman was built um, (laughs) nothing but a scarf left in the yard at this point but yeah, glad to be on the show, fellas. Let's talk some sports.
0: Yeah, you've always told us you want to come on the show. You've been our biggest fan and one of our biggest supporters. So.
1: Well, I think you know. I think this podcast world, as you guys know, you've been you've been in the game for a while. It's not slowing down. Podcasts are growing. People um, are finding time uh, in their day to wh- wh- however however the length of your podcast is, they kind of schedule their life around it, or they listen while they're working out and. It's it's a way that a lot of people are you know consuming their whatever information they're into, be it be it uh, sports, politics, just news around the world, or or even things that people are into very nuanced. I mean, there's fly fishing podcasts. You know what I'm saying? There's cooking, there's sewing, there's anything you want, you can find it in the podcast world. And so I think you guys are meeting the need uh, that is out there. That's true.
0: If you don't mind, like telling the story on how you met Ramy and I, and how you found out about on the prowl.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I know I met Robert when you were in high school. I think we met either at Sharp Top Cove or we met first at a a White Station football game. That's right. I was with Ryan Tyner. Uh, he's a Young Life leader of ours here in town. I work with an organization called Young Life. It's a it's an outreach ministry that's um, been um, around since 1941. It's been in Memphis since 1943. And uh, it's actually what changed my life when I was in high school, and so now I work with the uh, with Young Life College, which is about 15 years old within the mission. And when I met Robert and uh, and heard of, that he had a podcast, well, then he and he and Ramy showed up one night, I believe, with Deontrez and Jacob Miracle at the Young Life office when we were having a team meeting, and here they walk in with this merch. I know you guys can't see a visual of it right now, but they both are rocking one of these hoodies in both in both colors. Uh, rami has got the light blue on and while Robert's got the so, sort of the sky pink, if you will, I can't wait to get my hands on one, especially for my son. He will, uh, I'll have, I'll probably have trouble getting him to wash it because he won't want to <laughs> I, I hear they're high quality there, but, um, Hey, if you're listening out there and you, and you're in need of a hoodie or a shirt, uh, hop on the merch, I'll let you guys plug where they can get it.
0: Well, yeah, you can either go to Ramy and I's personal Instagram or Twitter, or you can go to, at on the proud 901 our podcast instagram click the link tree in our bio and then you can click on the merch tab and it'll take you right to our new merch store
1: yeah, yeah. Me i pretty let me ask you guys this in terms of uh, orders okay. and stuff you guys seem to have more followers on twitter or instagram that you kind of interact with more Insta- on
0: instagram oh, we yeah? okay. more dms and more shout outs and, like when we we do a tweet it gets maybe two and it's just both of us and maybe our parents There's nothing on besides Instagram. We get mostly DMs and likes and everything on there. We don't really get anything on Twitter.
2: Yeah, there's more interaction on Instagram for sure.
0: And same with Facebook. Instagram is still... Now, I would say Facebook is in the the lead of Twitter. So the the top three would be Instagram, Facebook, and then Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Because Facebook, we have a lot of... Because you can invite... It's a page, so you can invite friends. And then like my parents and like Rami's family and my family. And our high school friends can all comment on it, and
1: so you know. I don't know exactly how long you guys have been doing it. What episode number are you on?
0: You're our forty first episode. Yes.
1: Okay. And um, I know you guys enjoy all your guests, but but ha- has there been a moment, sort of, in your podcast, uh, in your podcast life, or your podcast career, where you felt like, wow? This is kind of our biggest guest we've ever had who, who is who has that been for you guys?
0: I don't really know if we can say that on the air. Uh, well, let's
1: just say let me ask this question uh, who have you had on before where you where maybe you got some jitters? I know you guys don't get too nervous having me on, but let's <laughs> let's uh who's somebody that you had on maybe for the first time, maybe early on in your podcast career where you thought, wow, I'm a little nervous here. I got my questions written out.
2: I, I hope we're on our a game here. Um, well, I'll say early on. I definitely have to say like our first episode, Mark Drakus, I, I was just like, wow, this is real. I'm about to actually talk to somebody for this real life thing. But I'd say toward like the later end of it, I have to say our latest episode, Greg Buckner. I mean, he's an NBA assistant coach. I, that's a big deal. So
0: and we I also definitely... had Coach Ryan Silverfield.
2: Oh, yeah. That's also a very big one as well.
1: Yeah. You know, I just, I went back, I was showing my wife you podcast today and I went back and just listened to some of the uh, last interview with uh, the Cleveland Cavs assistant. And I thought it was so cool that he was out in San Fran doing, doing yeah. the episode, getting ready to play the the Golden State Warriors. And so props to you guys for working hard. And I know it's not easy. Uh, you know, people, uh, I know tons of people talk about having a podcast, but when it gets down to it, um, you know, everybody like to talk and have people listen, but not everybody would like to put in the time that it takes on the cutting floor and the editing side, uh, to get it off the ground. So great job, you guys.
0: We appreciate that. that. Thank you so much, Blake. We really appreciate that. And like, based off what you said, like so many people are wanting to have a show we've had, I've had so many people come at me and like, Hey Robert, I'd love to start a podcast. How do I get a logo built or how do I get, get, what equipment do I get? How do I get guests? How do I reach out to them? I didn't really want to give away my secret, you know? Uh, my recruiting pitch so uh not that i have one really but no it was just i told him about the microphones and the equipment and really just well, other than that well, i would just saying be yourself don't like
1: just, yeah, no you're wording it well the reality is Ramy and i know your secret and that is that you record in the dark you know <laughs> only Ramy and i can see that here
0: <laughs> i am in a dark bedroom right now as y'all can see
2: oh yeah but i mean another thing yes we we do put in the work in terms of like just getting the guests and editing and stuff, but also the fans keep us going. I mean, we would not be able to have a platform if it weren't for the fans and the supporters. So we really appreciate them as well.
0: Yeah, I don't think we would be as successful as if our listen numbers were up or our follows or whatever it is that keeps us going and just keeps the ball rolling. Oh, yeah. Each week we have a new guest on each week. Usually it's not the same. We try to keep him their job different so it' be like one week is basketball one is football one is a sports caster one is play-by-play like we had Eric castletine on the show we had on the show we had a couple other guests on the show like Jessica Benson Devin Walker who runs social for Grizzlies shout out to Devin um, we
1: have well I want to I want to be your your normal uh, everyday guy expert sports guy so if you ever need somebody to come on and talk sports from a from a, just a pedestrian standpoint, like I'm a, I'm a fan, but I don't have any role in the sporting world other than, you know, coaching my kids, uh, little league baseball team or or, or basketball team. I'm just a guy that's a fan of sports, love to talk
2: sports. So let's get right to it. And I think that's important because I mean, it's cool to talk to people that like are in it every day, but it's also cool to see how people see it from, from your perspective. I mean, having different perspectives is what makes sports go around. That's right. Uh, you guys want to go ahead and get into the Memphis Grizzlies? Yeah. All right, let's do it.
0: That Clippers game, man, that <laughs> was so fun. I think that was the best game of the season, honestly.
2: Oh yeah, I do.
0: That justice yeah. Winslow lob. Yeah,
1: man. It, you know, it's incredible. Just kind of, uh, I actually went to my first Grizzlies game uh, during Corona. We went uh, last Saturday. It was the Phoenix Suns game, and it was a a, a low point for the Grizzlies. Obviously, not necessarily. Uh, in any negative way, it's just they were resting a few guys that they were getting well. Uh, I think they knew it was going to be a tough game. I, I want to say we lost by 30-something. Um, but I turned that around to this week. You knew they were getting some guys back. And uh, I think Dylan said earlier in the week, but uh, other than obviously knowing that Jaron Jackson wasn't going to be back yet, last night I think you it, um, it showed why everybody is so excited about this young team. And that is when you can, when, you know, it's one thing for that to have that happen at home, uh, a big win like that. Now I'll say this in Corona is home field or is home court advantage the same. It's not. However, when you take young guys and you travel and you get them out in LA uh, where they can uh, I know there's all these protocols, you can't be out and about just as much, but that's a long flight for them to play the way that they did. Um, and and for for the fans to get a peek at what Justice Winslow can be, I think uh, was a it was a big night for the whole organization, especially uh, Mister Wexler who who is trying to put all this uh, cohesiveness together. Yeah. Um, and and Ja is, uh, you know, Ja hasn't had the starts. Uh, there's been flashes of what we saw last year, but when he tweaked the the ankle there, uh, there there has been a. Um, not that he's been slow or anything, but it's just been it hasn't been as um, there's been some highlights every game, but it hadn't been what we were seeing last year. And I think last night you even began to see just what a facilitator and how he just makes everyone better uh, around him.
2: Yeah. And uh, I definitely think having more bodies on the court is definitely helpful because it takes it takes the uh, load off him a lot. We have more ball handlers, ball handlers now like. Kyle, Justice, Tyus. Tyus had a great game last night. I mean, everybody had a great game, but especially Tyus, career high in points. But I just think that uh, is starting to get his footing down more because it's taking the load off him that he can just play his brand of basketball. And especially in the second half of the year, that we're going to have a lot of games, the most in the NBA, in terms of the second half. I definitely think that if Grizzlies basketball going again, I think we'll be all right.
0: Yep, yeah, and we are got to play Clippers again. Tonight, which is Friday, we're recording this, so we have to play them again. But I think if we play how we played last night, we can have the same impact, in my opinion.
1: I definitely hope so. I think a tremendous upside to this to this young team is Taylor Jenkins and his staff definitely have a plan, and uh, not that other teams don't, but when you've got a young team, you've got to absolutely um, have everyone buy in to what you're trying to do. Um you know, you got these young NBA stars, you need to, uh, you definitely have to get them to commit on the defensive end. Uh, And you got to realize, hey, it's the NBA, you're going to have an off night, this isn't college basketball, this isn't high school anymore, where, you know, everyone's showing up to see just you play, and you're gonna, you know, you're gonna drop 20 or 30, just by showing up. The NBA doesn't doesn't work that way. Um, Coaches can uh, target, Coaches are ready for you. They can target guys. They want to double uh, or they want to shut down one night and you've got to become a facilitator or you got to learn how to win in a different way. And I do believe in Taylor Jenkins and what he's doing. I think he's got a phenomenal staff. Um, I think the window is there. They're preparing these Grizzlies to be ready. As you can already see, the the Golden State Warriors are, are somewhat deconstructed from what they once were. Let's be honest. LeBron James is not getting any younger. LA, <laughs> the Clippers don't look like, um, what people thought they were going to be a year ago. People were saying the Clippers were the team to beat in the West yeah. and, uh, they're not too many games in front of the Grizzlies right now. And so, um, I think you're going to have sort of a parting of the waters and an opening for some of these younger teams that are, um, that are ready to take on that mantle of being a, an honest, honestly, an honest contender in the, in the West. No one thinks the Grizz are going to win the, the title this year. But can we sneak in the playoffs? Yes, but I don't think that's. We're not satisfied with that. These guys want to go deep into a playoff run. They want to crack at that gold basketball. They hey, they want to be standing there with Adam Silver um, in front of the Memphis crowd, bringing that grit and grind gold to Memphis, and you know, and you know this uh, this place would
2: be wild over that.
0: Break right down Bill Street.
2: I'm getting the chills just thinking about that, so I'm definitely down for that.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, we had, and we've got young pieces like Brandon Clark. He was a steal in last year's draft. Oh yeah, we're starting to think Xavier Tillman's going to be a steal in this year's draft. Desmond Bain, lights out three pointer, exactly the same way with Grayson Allen. I feel like every time he lets the ball fly, you already know it's just going to be in the bucket. Like, yeah, I haven't really been afraid of Grayson Allen to shoot. I,
1: I love, I loved Grayson Allen. He was a guy that a lot of people were hard on coming out of college. Of course, he had that sort of infamous college career with the tripping, but you knew yeah. that he had a uh, hustle in him yes. and you knew that you knew that he knew he's a guy. At that Memphis hustle. Until his, yes. He stayed mm-hmm. till his senior year. So if you do that in college, you know that the NBA isn't going to come easy to you. And I think he came into the NBA, obviously with the Utah jazz, we worked him in a trade And uh, I I believe that the front office saw something in him that we needed. Uh, Certainly at that point, it was probably to come off the bench as a role player. But now with injuries, uh, night in, night out, he's kind of in the starting lineup, which is a bit of surprise. But also, I think it's good when a team is young like they are, not only to have superstars, but to have um, people that the fans know who they are. And I think fans definitely knew who Grayson Allen was, obviously with the Duke Blue Devils over there with Mike Krzyzewski. Don't Mm -hmm. try to say that name three times too fast. (laughs) Uh, Fans knew Grayson Allen coming in. Now, I wasn't as familiar with Desmond Bain, but, man, you see this guy in person, like I saw him uh, Saturday night. Uh, This guy's got some serious biceps and triceps on him. He's an (laughs) NBA-ready guy. He can already stroke the three. Uh, let's get this guy in the game a little more and, and, and see what he has. And I think that I think you're seeing that from Taylor Jenkins that they're they're trusting him out there a little longer than you would have thought.
2: Yeah, I definitely Jamie,
0: tell him what uh the draft night speculation of when the moment we drafted Bain, that reaction I made. I'm not know.
2: gonna say that. I'm not gonna say that.
0: Anyways. Bane's gonna hate me for that.
2: That's why I'm not gonna say that. So, but I do think that um this team is definitely very deep, and that's what you need in the NBA. Like you were saying, it's it's great to have these superstars like John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., maybe even Jonas Valanciunas. It's great to have these like bigger-name guys, but it's great to have a supporting cast like Brandon Clark, uh, Grayson Allen, Desmond Bangs, Avery James, Justice team. Winslow. Justice Winslow, like Dylan Brooks. The list just goes on and on. Like These are guys that step up night in and night out and show – that they can play Grizzlies basketball. And I mean, you saw it last night.
0: It's and same with Kyle Anderson. He's been, Kyle Anderson, up. Like he's he's been putting been, up monster numbers this year. Yeah. I've never seen him play this well. His three yes. points is amazing. I think,
1: I think what you see is, you know, when a young team has got, has pieces that are missing, they're really going to struggle. There's no wow. one, no one can kind of carry the load. However, when this Grizzlies team is healthy, I, I'm not saying they're the best team in the West, obviously, but they can beat anyone in the West when they're healthy. Yes, and that is exciting for fans, um, especially fans that are missing those runs of Mike Conley and Mark Gasol and 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 Z-Bo and the crowd. You know, it was a, what, I was what? I think a seven-year playoff run that um, honestly, the city is is uh, missing more than I. Uh, you know, they we, we kind of got uh, we kind of thought that was just going to keep happening, right? Yeah. Um, and now we're wanting. Uh, we're we're seeing um, glimpses of that. And I'm telling you, I don't think we're that far away. Uh, You you take a look at a team out West, uh, the Portland trailblazers and what a, uh, a young guard who came in for them from a smaller school. I believe he went to Weber state, Damian Lillard Mm, has has now developed into a perennial all-star and nobody wants to see Lillard late in the game on the other side of the ball. Uh, Just, Hey, uh, tweet at Paul George and ask him what can happen to you in game five of the playoffs <laughs> from nearly half court. This man almost ended Paul George's life. And now I know John Morant isn't necessarily that deadly as, as Dame from the three point line, but he has nearly ended a few players career. Go see Kevin love, for example, had and that done Yes. Anthony Davis. So, um, uh, I think Ja Morant is your superstar talent that that you that you definitely it, you need that. You know, um every team needs to have that sort of anchor player. I think Ja's a future All-Star, obviously. But uh I I do I do believe in getting Jaron Jackson, getting Jaron Jackson as healthy as possible, right? Don't bring him back too early. These guys are too good together. You spread the floor. Last year, I was noticing Jaron Jackson's three-point ability while the shot form doesn't, you don't necessarily think it's going in as much as it is, but it is. Some way, somehow, he's making this thing go through the hoop, and I'm here for it.
0: All right. Well, I got a question for both of you
2: I let do
1: it.
0: Do y'all think DeAnthony and Melton will stay on the team, or do you think he'll be traded or cut? I honestly don't know. Um, I, I mean, ever since Justice has came back, His minutes are starting to decrease. Yeah, I I think I I looked at his minutes
1: last night, and he either had three points or three minutes. Either way, both of them were low.
0: He had like five points, but he came in at the last two minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Essentially, essentially, what I've learned about the Grizzlies is their rotation. With if everybody's going to be healthy, their rotation is a little bit too robust for minutes, and so every night somebody's going to get lean minutes. I believe uh, DeAnthony Melton is a guy that is solid. But yet, if we can have a less expensive De'Anthony Melton, then these front office guys are really smart with the Grizzlies. And so I think he would be a piece that they'd be willing to part ways with, Um, especially if Tyus is going to play as well as he does and some other ball handlers. Although, I I also think De'Anthony Melton should be a guy that if you're not getting the minutes, uh, you want to go somewhere where you can play. Because De'Anthony Melton, I'm not saying he's an all-star in any way, but he could be a starter on on a team that's, it's looking for somebody to fill a role there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they call him Mr. Do something for a reason. He can really do anything. Hopefully not an LA team. Well, he's from LA. So, I mean, yeah. I know that doesn't necessarily matter, but he is from LA. So that might have yeah. a little say.
0: Lakers. Nowadays, they sign any star that gets cut.
1: Yeah. The Lakers are going to be dangerous when Schroeder comes back. I know AD's out and that's, and that's a big miss. He's going to be he's going to be back for a playoff run for sure. But Schroeder was really the piece that they got in the offseason that I felt like, man, the world is about to see what a good get that was because you upgrade uh, you upgraded from you you really had Rondo, Rondo and a few other pieces there that you you were kind of trading in and out. But Schroeder's a very, very smart and experienced point guard. And he's also a guy that is not looking for any of that spotlight It really isn't there. There's not a lot of spotlight left. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but Kyle Kuzma has has uh he seemed to play better when oh. when before LeBron and AD showed up and maybe he was kind of somewhat of the spotlight. He's almost been uh he'll get a little streaky in games, but he hadn't been great. Yeah.
0: We do Yeah, I mean Grizzlies also have some young guys like John Conchar and some just Gorgie Jang and, and they're going.
1: Yeah, I, I think this front office is gearing up uh, if they see fit to make a move. Uh, you know, if you can acquire a guy, let's say a free agent, if you could acquire, attract a guy like Bradley Beal to this team, you're an immediate contender. Yeah, they're yeah. going to look and see if they can do that, but they're not going to mortgage the future on, on
0: that. Bradley uh, Beal walking down Beal Street.
1: Hey, I've heard, I've heard Bill is somewhat happy in, in Washington. They've won the other night. I saw they had won five straight, not, not yeah. since then they've lost a game since then, but he and, um, he and Westbrook have been a little
2: bit better than advertised.
0: Oh, now yeah. I've seen rumors of Westbrook getting traded.
1: Where are you seeing that too? Any? They they okay.
2: Well, oh, oh. if you're talking about, uh, possible landing spots for us, they're talking about Russell Wilson.
0: Oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah
2: that's, a diff- that's a different Russ.
0: I don't know. I was tired. I I just, all I saw was Russ.
2: I was a little bit
1: surprised to see a little bit of trade talk of Russell Wilson. I felt like he'd probably be a Seahawk for life. I think uh, they're doing it just
0: to get heated up and just try to see what comes at him. They're not really wanting to trade him. Okay. They're just waiting for that DeAndre Hopkins type trade deal.
1: Now, I know you guys know that I'm a huge golf fan. So I don't know if you're, if you're, if you ever talk much golf on the show, but I'm all here for it. If you want to talk a little bit of golf here at the end.
0: Well, oh, yeah, maybe we can talk about that here on the sometime other, on another episode. But
1: it's- hey, I'd love to come back on and talk golf. I know the biggest story of late is, is Tiger in the news in the golf world. If Tiger's in the news, everybody knows about it, and yeah. I hope he has a speedy yeah. recovery. Yeah, uh, but it's been great to be on with you guys today.
2: It's been great yeah. having you on. It's been, it's been a great. pleasure
1: to have you hey, on as well, Blake. You guys just keep working with the same tenacity that you do. It's excellent. Uh, he treated me like a king, even though I'm just a pedestrian out here on these Memphis city streets. Oh, you're a king! You're a king. <laughs> I love. Same I love coming on, and anytime you need me, uh, you don't hesitate to ask. Pretty sure. All right.
0: Well, thanks everyone for listening to this episode. I'm Robert Roden. I'm Rami Johnson. Love you guys. Peace.
1: Don't forget to join us next time. On the prowl with the boys, yeah, we swoops, yeah, we swoops, and we got them high clocks, and we'll shoot, and we'll shoot with the Mercedes
0: Benz in the coop, in the coop, and this shit so fucking hard, it's on loop, it's on
1: loop.